hello and welcome back to the RC Fitcast, everybody. This is Casey. Uh, with me is Andy and Jesse. And on today's episode, we're going to dig into the press a little bit. That involves all presses. Anything from push press, push jerk, possibly a little bit on the split jerk, strict press, all this stuff. Uh, also on the pod today, we'll be recapping a little bit of training. Uh, I know I was there for a week. <clears throat> I think I believe Andy was gone for a week. We'll have to get, dig into that. You know, we'll dig into a little bit of personal lives. Jess had some uh, time in and away from the gym. We'll dig into that as well. And then <clears throat> we'll, uh, you know, we'll lastly get into what we're celebrating. But first... Everyone, uh, as normally, if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button, like us, share us with your friends, give us that five-star rating, leave comments below or around or wherever you're at listening to this thing on uh, what you guys want to hear us talk about, what you guys liked us talking about in the uh, previous episodes. Let us know how we're doing. We always love a little bit of feedback. We hear it in the gym personally, but... Uh, would love to hear it in the comments below. Start a little bit of uh, communication. But hey, guys, welcome back. Andy, how you doing? I miss your face. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> it's been, I just saw uh, Jesse today. I get to see Jesse, but you being out of town kind of stinks. It's, uh, it's frequent now. We swapped spots last week. <laughs> we did. Andy was gone and Casey was here. Oh man, it was uh yeah, it's frequent now. I'm gone every other week. It's uh uh the uh the job here on this where I'm sitting right now is Oregon. <clears throat> and so it's great we can do this over uh, over the pod, but uh hopefully next week I'm in town and we'll be able to see each other and do a little bit of a workout. It'll be great. It'll be Heck great. Yeah. Jess, how are you doing? How are uh, how are the kids doing? I know you guys uh went through it a little bit. But how how is that? How's we the had a little. We're good. We had a COVID positive. Mason's class had a major outbreak. Um, they closed class for a week because they had so many kids out, and the teacher is still out sick. Oh. Um, Mace was good. He like, you know, he's a pretty high energy little little guy, and uh, he pretty much went from the couch to write on the floor playing legos back to the couch for four or five days um went to he got out of, they both got up quarantine on saturday went to soccer games and we were walking home from the game and mason's like oh what's right here rubbing his chest what's right here Ooh. kind of hurts I'm like does it hurt to breathe yeah it kind of stinks it's kind of burning e i was like yep so COVID did a number on his lungs and he was, you know, he was not that sick and he was still on it. So he's catching back up slowly, but he's definitely energy is low, but we are oh man, good, but we were locked down for 10 days. So yeah, that's, uh, that's tough. That's tough. Glad yeah. that the, that the family made it through it though. And that, <clears throat> that, uh, you know, Mason's starting to run around again uh, a little bit. I know. You know, we spoke, uh, I don't know if it's episode one or two, but we spoke about his steps and being and talk about being active and how many steps that kid yeah. takes. Right. So that's uh, it's got to be a huge change for him. And then also, you know, for you guys, lifestyle 
uh, over the last 10 days. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's pretty bananas. I think one of his days he had like 900 steps. I was like, oh, oh you're about 20,000 <laughs> short of where you're normally at, of your average. <laughs> so he was, you know, he's sick when he doesn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, yeah. that's good. Uh, the family's doing all right. Uh, Andy, welcome back we from are. your trip. I know we can kind of, we can, we can get into that a little bit later. We can talk about hotel workouts later. Shoot. I don't know. But uh, let's recap a little bit. Training. Uh, we're in a, we're in a new cycle with pause squats. I know we talked about the squat uh, together in episode one. And, you know, today, as I said, we're going to go into the press a little bit, but pause squats. I wanted to touch on that a little bit. And then these 15 rep just obliterate your legs and your lungs and it feels like you're doing cardio for a minute straight squats as well right so the pause squat wanted to touch a little bit on that after doing box squats right so it looks like in our training we're reinforcing the good techniques we've honed in <clears throat> on from the box squat right we're squatting we're stopping on the box we're keeping our belly braced we're coming up with good technique pushing our knees out keeping everything tight and controlled now with the pause squat we don't have somewhere to relax right we're doing the bracing and the sitting ourselves i guess uh andy what were you thinking about when you were able to knock out some of those <clears throat> pause squats and work into a heavy for the day well, it was quite the welcome back after our successful 30 days of Murph. You know, mm -hmm. that was my first uh, heavy load in a squat. And it it made me think of the cue that I shared when we talked about squats, how important it is to get your hips underneath you as, as quick as possible. Those three seconds sitting in the bottom. Uh, because I, as I looked around the room at other individuals, you know, doing these pause squats, I saw, unfortunately, I saw a lot of what we call like the stripper squat, you know, where your hips are rising quicker than time, mm -hmm. you know, trying to get those hips to the wall, get those hips underneath the shoulders as quick as possible. So we avoid the injuries. But Jesse, I think Jesse was the coach on Monday. Was he, was it you, Jesse? Were you there? Yeah. No, that was, or that was Mike. I don't remember. He, uh, I think it might have been I was Mike. There at nine a.m. He was there. At but anyways, yeah. yeah, he was he was providing some great cues and and you know uh, big difference noticing uh, people taking those cues and being able to adjust their their technique uh, to avoid those injuries. So coaches are doing a great job in the box for sure. Very good, very good, Jesse. What do you? Uh, I know. Uh, you were still in the gym coaching a little bit. Um, and so what, uh, what have you been seeing? I mean, what, with that, uh, with that squat pause squat cycle and then, uh, your feelings on the 15 reps, you know, I think the pause squat has really made people, um, be able to think how their body is moving and really feel it in that pause at the bottom, rather than just trying to force their body to stand from the bottom of their squat, they can feel their knees collapsing in, or they can feel their midline breaking. Um, 
And so it's made people really aware, which as a coach, I love because until the athlete is aware of what they're doing, um, they can't really change much, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So I've really liked it for that. It's been really fun. The 15 squats have been really fun because people are always like, I'm feeling really good for them. And then it's like, you know, halfway through, they're like, not feel good feeling gone, good feeling gone. So it's been fun, <laughs> but just to see people power through and like they get halfway done and they're done. Right. But still be able to like, I haven't seen one person just be like, I'm done. Seven, seven's good. So it's been good <laughs> that everyone's pushing through. Mm -hmm. I know it's for sure. Fun. And Monday. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. I just know for go sure ahead. on the, uh, the 15 the 15 reps when i was able to do it uh kevin was a coach that day uh in our class and it was kind of funny i i, I kind of went all out on it and uh and it was very i know andy you and i had this conversation uh outside of the <clears throat> outside of the podcast on you know hey the 300 squats for 30 days may uh may help you with your squat right because i have trouble getting into the deep bottom of my squat my hips are really tight and um and so working through high volume squats actually aided me and kevin was like who is this guy Squ squatting to depth and keeping his chest up i mean i did in in my defense i had lifters on so it did aid in being able to squat more upright and i was able to get my knees a little bit more forward over my toes which allowed my hips to sink a little bit deeper into the squat but being able to load up on the bar and maintain good position, pushing the knees out, as you say, getting the hips to the wall and really keeping my hips underneath me and engaging my glutes, which I haven't been able to do for a long time, was extremely helpful to being good at squatting. And so being able to put on a fair amount of weight and squat that for 15 times was actually a really fun feeling after putting a barbell, you know, on my back after a whole month of not putting a barbell on my back. Right. So, uh, it was more empowering and, and really honing in good technique matters in lifting, uh, you know, proper weights. So it was a, it was a fun time. It was a really, really fun time, but going up the other end of the spectrum, the other end of the body, the press. Where where do we uh, you know where where do we start? Where does one start with uh, learning the press, Andy? What's the first you know press? Strict press. Boom. Definitely want to start with the basics. You want to start with that strict press, sticking with the technique there before you move on to the more technical movements of the push press, the push jerk. Um, and then, I mean, that even transitions over into a lot of other movements too, like the overhead squat, you know, handstand pushups, so on and mm -hmm. so forth. Exactly. Exactly. And so the points of performance we're looking for in the push press is, uh, for those of you that don't know, barbell stays high on your chest, uh, high on that collarbone, uh, hands are just about in that clean grip, pressing grip. And instead of, uh, you know, front squat where you have the barbell in your fingertips, you got a full grip on the bar and you're able to have the, the elbows in front of the, 
and you're just pressing strict above your head. Um, nice, smooth. You're finishing out at full lockout barbells over top of the head. So, uh, Jesse, what do you find um, most important as you come to lock out of this position? You know, I'm going to answer this in a few different ways. Um, one of the reasons that uh, RC Fit exists is because um, we saw over and over again friends and athletes that we worked out with having to quit working out, quit CrossFit, quit working out altogether um, and have back surgeries because people worry about the weight so much and they don't worry about the midline stabilization. Mm -hmm. And that is our big thing. Like your back has to be strong so you can do all the things in life, right? Like, if you know, anyone that's had back surgery, it's a big recovery. Like it's a long recovery. It takes a long time to get over that. Um, and so that was one of our big things moving, like starting the gym is really focusing on maintaining a neutral spine. People always joke about that. We want that Kevin always jokes like, oh, you have a chiropractic office. You can send all the people that you break over. And it's really like, couldn't be further from the truth. We don't want to have to have athletes go over there because they're broken. Um, mm -hmm. So we really try and, you know, focus on maintaining that neutral spine, bring your pelvis forward, your rib cage down, really bearing down to keep your back in a safe position in that overhead press and not overextending. Exactly. Exactly. And I think uh, the press moving through all of the pressing movements, uh, it's it's a great teacher of core to extremity movement, right? Everything that we teach about and talk about in CrossFit involves core to extremity, but the press is really driven in the fact that the whole movement is driven through the core from the ground, right? You need to have a stable foot and a stable foot leads mm -hmm. to your core. And that's where the power comes from and then leading straight up the body. So then moving from the shoulder press into the push press where we really are using the floor in a solid base, pushing through the ground pushing up through our belly and moving the barbell first with our legs and then with our shoulders coming out to lockout is very, very important to maintain the core. I know we spoke a little bit before we started about, you know, bracing your belly like someone's going to punch you in the gut as you start this lift, right? Taking a big breath in, bracing big, pushing that belly out staying tight through your back and then initiating the lift there. And so I'll say, Andy, is there a certain cue that you say to yourself that you think of when you're about to load up and do a strong push press, right? So we're not re-dipping and jerking quite yet, but this cue is what you're thinking. Okay, I'm coming up to a barbell and I need to do a couple shoulders to overhead. This is what you're picking up the barbell thinking. Tight core, tight butt. Mm -hmm. The butt hasn't been mentioned, but those glutes, it's as a coach, it's something I pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just staring at your butt. I'm, I'm looking for the correct cue. 
I, I honestly do that. I oh, that's yeah. what I'm checking for to make sure somebody is doing it correctly. I'm looking exactly. for that specific technique and it's easy. Most people are wearing shorts or spandex. It's easy to see if somebody is squeezing their butt. Mm-hmm. That's what you you're literally squeezing mm-hmm. your butt as hard as you can, especially as you get it over that overhead. Because what is what is that do, what that is doing is it actually is repositioning your hips underneath your shoulders where they need to be. Yep. Because you're either that. going to yeah. you're either going to arch your back too much and your butt's going to go back like you're going into a squat, or mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to bring your hips forward too much. But when you squeeze your glutes you actually position your hips underneath your shoulders where they need to be. So I always think tight core, tight hips. And and I'll give you guys a visual, and, I, and I've shared this in the class before, and people laugh, and I didn't come up with this myself. I have to give a shout-out to one of my best friends, Christian Nichols, um, up in Montana. He's the one that introduced me to this, and I, and I never forget it. And and it, I always think about it is imagine that you got a string tied from your belly button to your butt and you tighten that string. And, and what happens? Your, your core, you engage your core and you squeeze your butt and you want you want to, you know, squeeze that together as, as tight as possible. And that's going to give you the strong core that you need to maintain the technique so you can avoid injury as much as possible. Exactly. Exactly. And I'll dovetail off that a little bit with squeezing your butt, right? When you first initially dip and then come to full extension to get the barbell and use your legs as much as possible, you're not supposed to be moving that barbell off your shoulders until your butt is fully clenched and your hips are fully open using all of those legs to get that barbell off your shoulders. So yes, squeezing your butt, very, very important there on that one and then let's see going from here one of my favorite movements in all of crossfit the push jerk right now the push jerk is oh man it's a fantastic movement that uh you can really feel like a superhuman when you get the when you get the proper timing and accuracy right with the proper hip opening the barbell's flying off your chest. You're dipping underneath the barbell. You're coming to a nice lockout and you have a solid receiving position. If you're comfortable with that tight belly and you're pressing up through the barbell, almost bending it right in between your hands and receiving this barbell with straight arms in a squat position, and then you're able to stand that barbell up, you feel almost superhuman lifting the weight that we do on the push jerk so jesse what's your um what are your feelings on the push jerk and uh yeah just just how you feeling about it and then so what are your favorite uh yeah what are your favorite memories of the push jerk or you know have you had a, a solid push jerk in your life that you're super proud of you know i uh love a good push jerk because strict press is not my not my jam i any lift that i can use my lower body i'm good to go um right my shoulders are not that strong so if i can use my big joints and muscles like i'm I'm good at using the booty um (laughs) and a lot like andy said like i really love just 
being able to create momentum with my lower body is kind of, those are my favorite push jerk, split jerk. Um, and you know, I don't really have like a favorite memory of it. Like, I don't Everything know. is good, right? It's Everything always fun. Is good. Like if I can use my lower body, I'm really happy with my, with my movements. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, I always think quads, butt, gut, and I say that quads, butt, gut, nice and tight because it stabilizes your, your midline, engages your glutes, um, and makes you think about using your legs to create momentum to push that barbell mm -hmm. upward. Exactly. Exactly. So, Andy, your favorite cue. Now, I know squeezing the butt is going to be essential through all these movements. Now, is there a is there a, a favorite cue from you? I'll share mine first. So, uh, you know, I'll give you a little bit of time to think. I love head through the window as you finish your jerk. Right. So the window being your arms, mm -hmm. your head comes through the window, not super violently, but allowing the barbell to finish overhead and give you a solid position. So therefore, you're not pressing out in front of your face right with the barbell, which is what you see a lot mm -hmm. of new people doing. The barbell kind of comes off the chest and they arch the back and the barbell kind of ends up somewhere in space above their forehead and not somewhere over their head with straight arms is that my turn now yeah Sorry. i'm gonna train no it's okay <laughs> i'm transferring over to you i was uh i was thinking about talking more but uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna pass you the ball okay I, I wanted to first mention that i put the push jerk as well as the split jerk kind of in the same category as the snatch as far as technique and mm -hmm. the level of technique that it takes to get it right. Most definitely. Um, mm -hmm. I prefer the push jerk myself over the split only because I have bad knees and it makes me a little nervous. But when it comes to the push jerk and especially individuals that are new to CrossFit and trying to learn that movement, especially when they progress from strict to push press and then that transition from push press to push jerk it's that that redip that is a struggle for most people most people so yeah. my, my cue as a coach to to make it as simple as possible and what i the way that i learned was dip drive dip if i can keep that mm -hmm. in my mind for the push jerk it reminds me to redip so it's it's a quick shallow dip uh, i want to point that out that a lot of people and i struggle with it especially when I get under a heavier load is I like to go a little bit deeper and almost, I almost pause in, in my first dip. Um, but it, it is meant to be a shallow, quick first dip. And then when that bar is about eye level is when you start getting back under that bar, pushing, you know, as quick as possible, kind of like the, the, the squat clean, trying to get under that bar as quick as possible, mm -hmm. redipping, um, and then standing back up. So that, that dip drive dip is a cue that uh, is easy for me to remember and reminds me of, you know, the, the technical part of that, that movement. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's really important uh, for athletes to hear, right? Dip drive dip is the key 
to getting this movement successful, right? And then uh, also not standing up too fast out of that second dip, right? Being able to control that weight, making sure that you're catching it. You've now caught the weight. Don't freak out if it's a little bit heavy and stand up too fast, right? And put your shoulders in a weird position. Make sure that belly's braced. Make sure those arms stay straight. And now use those legs that you're down there already in a half squat or quarter squat and use those legs to stand that thing up nice and smooth and controlled because that is going to be very, very important to finishing out the lift. And then also what you were saying, uh, shoot, you said something and now I'm blanking on it, but I really liked it, but it, uh, went into just, uh, the beginning <clears throat> when you were talking dip drive dip there uh jesse from what uh from what you just heard you got anything to add or um talk about their technique wise uh for the push jerk you know in the like you were talking about in the catching in that really stable position not being afraid to stand up quickly and also thinking as you catch locking out those elbows in the catch a lot of times as we fatigue, we end up catching with our elbows a little soft. And then as we stand, we use that last little stand to press the barbell overhead. Mm -hmm. um, so I gave a few people, like that was kind of my focus in a few classes today and people crushed it. I'd give them a one little cue, like lock out those elbows before the press or before you stand. And people were doing really well today with it. Fantastic. It Can I mention one more thing, Casey? 100 uh, it's it's one it's it's a very specific part of the strict press but transitions over to the push press and the push jerk part of the technique that a lot of people don't think about but makes a huge difference and i learned it early on probably 10 years ago it took it took a couple years before i realized how much of a difference it made and that's that's your grip the grip on the bar uh, obviously you want to be outside your shoulders so your shoulders aren't interfering, but where the bar actually sits in, in your hand is very important. Um, and, and it takes some mobility for some people. I struggle with it cause I, I got, I got weak, weak scaps. And so I'm, it's more comfortable for me to get high elbows, but if I can get my elbows down a little bit more, just in front of the bar and line up those forearms right underneath my wrist as much as possible mm -hmm. you're gonna find that you can power through much more weight it it mm -hmm. considerably oh, the yeah. weight can go up considerably yeah. you want to you want to put the bar you want to wrap your thumb for safety obviously but yep. you want to put that bar honestly as far down in the palm of your hand on the heel of of your hand as much as possible and that's where you're going to get the best strength that's what yep. i wanted to mention yeah i can totally agree with that and this is uh this is a lift and why i love it so much is that i have right i have tight lats and tight shoulders so my pressing position is actually kind of like my front squat position right so i have a terrible front squat position but man oh man <laughs> i have a great pressing position with my arms right and so it's one of the great movements where if you're stacked and you're able to press and use that mm -hmm. stacked ability and keep that core type, have a solid grip on the bar, 
and get that head through the window with those locked out arms, it's giving you this solid base, right? If your elbows are really high, you're going to have to come back under the bar to find lockout, where if your elbows are a little bit more uh, underneath the bar, you know, 45 degree angle from the bar, then you have a better chance of locking out a little bit sooner and allowing yourself a little bit I, more of a chance to successfully lift that barbell. I liked that our workout today was separate. Like there was a hang power clean and then the push jerk was a separate movement. So people could feel where their elbows were today in really, you know, cause when you catch that clean, people forget like to catch high to get into a good catch position and then try and press from elbows high but really we need to keep those elbows down so we can press from here rather than a front rack position. Mm -hmm. And I've always found if, if we're going clean into press, right. I'm like, I'm cleaning possibly a couple fingers come off the bar, but I'm re gripping a hand and a hand and I'm, I reset from a top position to a roll back down position to be proud chest right? I think really proud chest before I go to push jerk. This keeps my chest upright, brace my belly, and the elbows come from here to a low position loaded. I got my lats already turned on because I know I'm going to need them if I'm putting any sort of weight overhead to keep shoulders in check and protected. So that's, mm -hmm. you know, movement quality and understanding, you know, the proper position of your elbows, of your grip position as you see on the screen here yes there we go thanks There's dan grip position. that was quick thanks dan dan the producer over there so if you guys are watching this on video there's a great uh illustration here where the barbell if you're thinking we want a right there on on the bar as andy was talking about bar is just next to the thumb it's sitting almost diagonally if you're looking at the palm of your hand for those of you just listening you're thinking of the bar going across that thumb line to the lower part of the outside of the wrist right that's how you're grabbing the barbell so next time you're in the gym and you grab a barbell grab it put it overhead and feel the difference of okay the barbell is going straight across my knuckle line versus twisting your hand and being able to push up and then grab that barbell and feel like you're going to bend it in the middle and feel those lats turn on uh, and add more stability to keeping this barbell overhead. So these are just now we're getting real into the nitty gritty details. But this is what we're we're here to talk about. This is mm -hmm. what we are wanting to do to make you as an athlete more successful. Right. This is uh, we're trying to get you to learn this technique and move efficiently because we want to move until you know we get put in the ground one day <laughs> but this picture also, makes total sense right position of the wrists on there too yeah mm -hmm. like that wrist is either bent all the way back or stacked or you're in a better position yeah stacked here that you can press mm -hmm. um so it's just ergonomically yep a better position for all of our joints, you know, it's like, yeah, when you're bent your back like that, it's just all that weights hips. in your hand. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. It's a when lot you're of pressure stacked, on a very small joint. Mm -hmm. When you're stacked, there's more power transfer, right? You're not just yeah. transferring power into your hand and your hand is bending back and then it's got to rebend over the top. When you're already stacked like that, the power transfer is instant in there. And so 
it's very, very important to hone in yeah. this technique, right? As we're warming up, right? You want to feel this stacked position. Okay. As we're pressing this nice, smooth, stacked position and not contorted elbows out to the side, wrist bent back. Mm -hmm. And you want that to be stacked before you even press. Mm -hmm. it, it should be part of your yeah. setup, especially coming. It makes it a lot easier coming out of the rack. It's just like if you were set up for a clean and mm -hmm. you roll those shoulder blades back and down, you do the same when you, when you come out of the rack, I, at least I do, you know, mm -hmm. I get my grip where I want it to be. And I, and I kind of mm -hmm. just roll myself underneath the bar with my shoulders back. And I place that bar exactly where it needs to be. And then I take that deep breath, big chest before I even press that, mm -hmm. you know, you got to get in the habit of doing that. You don't want to regrip as you're pressing. No, you want that grip where it needs to be before you even move that bar. Exactly. Staying connected to the and bar think, the entire time. Yeah. The reason we talk about, you know, we have, we mentioned the same thing every time on all of these lifts is because it creates muscle memory. You know, if you do it, if you do your lifts differently every single time, if you don't know, like Andy said, going up to that rack and you just randomly grab the bar and you're not mm -hmm. in the exact same position every time, your body is not memorizing this movement because it feels different every single time. Grab that bar with purpose. Yep. Lift yeah. with purpose. You know. I love that. Very good. Well, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like that was a pretty good conversation about pressing movements and uh, and covering any everything from strict press to push jerk. Uh, if we uh, if we want to tell a, a little story of uh, let's let's kind of transition pressing now. That's pressing in the gym. Now let's go real life. Right. Let's get away from gym, but let's talk about how in life we're using core to extremity. We're stabilizing our body, stabilizing our shoulders and utilizing this now outside of the doors of RC Fit or wherever uh, you're if you're listening to this working out. Right. So, Short Jesse, I know problems. I know. <laughs> So Take it away. you two might not be able to relate to this because you can probably just reach the top shelf in your kitchen. Like it's not a big deal. Andy's um, shaking his head. <laughs> okay. Well, we do Step not stool. have like tall cabinets. Okay. Well, so I keep all the things that I don't use very often on my top shelf in my kitchen. So I have like some casserole dishes and pie plates and I have to stack all of them in together. So it's like, if I use one of them, it's like taking all of them out. So it's like that lower, I literally, I just did this yesterday. So I like slide all of them out. And I was like, Oh, look at this overhead position with like four stacked <laughs> casserole dishes. And then I'm like, and it's, they're all glass. So it's like lower down, soft, set them down, like going to lower them, set them on the counter, stack them all up again. And I'm like, there's a lot of glass stacked in it. And then I have like some mixing bowls in it. It's just like a bunch of random stuff that somehow all fits together like a little puzzle. And then it was the same thing. I was just like, I wonder if I could push press, push press. I think I could push press this today. Instead of like, I like took my breath, braced my belly. I was like, totally like Andy. I was like, squeeze the glutes and press up 
And then I was like, oh, I gotta lean forward a little bit because I'm short, like on, on my tippy toes. I'm like, this is horrible. I'd get so mad at an athlete right now. But that's basically how I have to push put anything away in my kitchen that's on more than like the second shelf. Um, mm-hmm. Or like when we go on vacation, loading the top of the car, I'm like, Kevin's like, hand me the bikes. And I'm like, okay, dip and drive with our bikes to go on the top of the car. Yep. I cannot do it myself. Yep. I can push press them up to Kevin. Perfect. Perfect. Andy, any uh, any sort of uh, relatable real world situations that uh, that you've seen or been a part of? So not necessarily real world application. I, I didn't really want to go into that too much. Uh, I, I, it made me think of something that we didn't talk about yet. And just I don't want to get too much off topic, but I want to mention that the the press is also important in maintaining mobility for our shoulders mm-hmm. uh, especially as we get older i mean i can think of my grandparents when they were alive and you know restrictions on, on mobility with their shoulders you know barely being able to put their their hands over their head at times you know mm-hmm. so it just it just makes me think of how important it is when we have accessory whether it's accessory work or stretching uh shoulder maintenance is 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 key it's not just all about the strength that we're talking about with the strict press it's Mm -hmm. about the the mobility um and being able to move your joints um crossover symmetry i I will throw that out there you know we have it in the box it sits there on the back of the wall um collects some dust at times use it it's an amazing, amazing contraption. Uh, it's very easy to follow. If if not, then ask one of the coaches or if I'm around, I'd be happy to share it. I've been using it for years and years. And it, I can tell you it's the best thing for shoulder maintenance, hands down, oh, best yeah. thing. And, and you it, and it that will help. thing more than anybody else in the gym. It will, it will help increase your press, guaranteed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard one uh, more thing go, talking about mobility. Sorry. No, go. Starting in November, starting in November, we are going to have a yoga class every week with Graham. So, oh, yeah. ready for yoga. Work on that mobility. The pro. Lack, yeah, right? Like, you want to see mobility? Come, come to 9 a.m. with Graham. Um, so, it's going to start in November. Get ready. Okay, so awesome. Get ready Graham to get awesome. into a good front rack position. Yeah, it'll be like, I have to do some work on my lats. I can feel it pulling. I can feel it pulling. He's there for you. Sweet. You. I can't wait. I can't wait. I do have, uh, I do have one uh, real world application. Uh, not so much. Um, it, it falls really directly into, Andy, what you're saying of not using your body right so i'm traveling frequently i'm on the airplane frequently and there's people who are um they're not old they're middle-aged folks that are having trouble lifting their carry-on and putting it up into the luggage bin it's not because they're short it's not because they're like it just unable it's there well i guess it is because they're unable but they're unable because they're weak 
and their mobility is complete trash. And so I, I literally had to, I didn't, I didn't have to, but I just did. I helped people take their luggage out of the luggage bin on my last trip down here. And I was like, wow, this is a, a legitimate real world application of something where people were struggling to get their because the bag was kind of jammed and they didn't have the strength or the mobility because their arms were, they, their arms couldn't come up to pull their baggage out. And so I just reached up, grabbed it, pulled, you know, a little bit was just like brute strength, but it was the ability that I could still get my hands over my head, grab the bag, pull it out and give it to them. That, uh, we had you know, an it, athlete. It, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, ahead. Finish. No, go Jess. Go. Um, we had an athlete join the gym because she traveled every week for work and she came in on her first day and said, can you guys help me get strong enough to put my suitcase in my, in the overhead bin? Because I have to ask someone for help and I want to be strong enough that I can do it myself. Mm -hmm. And she came solid three days a week with traveling, with having a family, all the things that go on in three days a week or four, depending on her travel schedule for a year. And she was so excited the day she came in. It was like she won the lottery. She came in, was like, I put my suitcase in all by myself. Like, she's like, someone was like, do you need some help? And she's like, nope, I've got this. Like, and it was a big win in her life. That's Mm -hmm. a huge thing. Yep. And that's, uh, and that's the reason we do what we do. Yeah. Keeping people healthy for the long term so people can do that and continue to travel the world. So it's uh, that's that's my little two cents. What I'm seeing out in the world and as I'm traveling back and forth, being out and about watching people move. It's funny as a as a person watching people walk around and move and, you know, because that's all you really can do in an airport is just watch how other people walk and move and just the pain the pain you see in people walking around is, uh, uh, you know, you just see people need to move a little bit more. You know, this is probably the most they've moved all week is just walking around the airport, you know, when on their travel day. So it's, uh, it's, it's not a great sight. And, you know, it's what we're trying to do is get more people to move every single day, because that is what the most important thing is, as we spoke about in the consistency podcast, go listen to that if you haven't. (laughs) oh man uh so dan dan has a dan has a video here uh apparently and we're gonna show it and then we'll talk about it i suppose i don't know what this is i'm excited for this oh no oh my gosh man look how young (laughs) i was dude i was wearing a tank top so this what? had to have been. Where's the mullet? This was pre crop This had to have been circa 2017, maybe. I Man, right off the bat, like look, look at look at that positioning. Mm, look at those knees, boy. Ooh, is that barbell gonna hit those knees? And those shoulders rolled forward, <laughs> straightening the neck. Oh my gosh. Oh man, I'm I'm trying to deadlift this thing off the freaking uh, gravity is turned up to twenty. Oh yeah, oh knees came out of the way. Okay, there you go. Yep. Look at that back. Stripper Casey. (laughs) Okay, where where is this contact going to be guaranteed? Way below the hips, guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 
Watch it. Yep, the barbell's gonna come forward. Ooh, the feet are the feet gonna jump forward too? Reverse uh -oh. curl. Yeah, oh. buddy. Look how yeah. far yep. forward that foot jump was. What? <laughs> oh man. Oh, jeez. Good night. Do you see how weak my midline was receiving that barbell? If you're just listening, friends, and not watching the video, uh, I was, this was when I was really starting CrossFit. I really and wish we could have a side-by-side -side and see how far you really actually have come. I it wish I know this weight. It would be fun to uh, recreate it. Recreate it and see how uh i mean it looks like it may be just like 155 if that god it looks like i'm just trying to rip that thing off the freaking ground <laughs> oh dan i don't think it was that much that's way too much credit <laughs> there's no way i was doing that much weight it might have been 165 that's the highest I think it would go. I mean, with those wrist wraps, you never know, though. It makes it look heavier. Look at those and elbows at that, forward, Casey. The elbows forward is pretty good, but look at like those. Look at how just my knees, how they're sitting forward. Ugh. Ugh. Yes, that's I love I think Ugh. that's. I think. Disgusted with yourself. <laughs> we all have to start somewhere. That's the thing. Let's just note that asterisk. We all start somewhere. And this was after like years of like uh, potentially lifting in college. That's just like the ability to have good coaching. Before your shoulder? Uh, yeah, that would have been before. That would have been before my shoulder injury. Yeah, actually. Yeah. No, it would have been right. after because I started CrossFit right after I injured my shoulder, which was six years ago. By the way, this month. Six oh, years ago, August 2016. Six years ago, hmm. um, oh, that was when I first. That was my first month at the gym, quote unquote month at the gym. Yeah. And then October and then 2016 other, right? is when I obliterated yeah. my collarbone into four pieces. Yeah, that's a fun story. But it was like um, we met Casey. Yeah. He came to the gym, and then he was like, "So I'm actually in Washington, and I can't come back." <laughs> I was like, "I'll be back soon-ish." <laughs> that was wild because Kevin was like the only person from Utah that reached out, and I was like, "What?" I met him like three yeah. times. Like this is bananas. No. <laughs> I was like, "That's what I knew." Kevin and Jesse were going to be good friends. And I was like, "This is neat. This is neat." Um, but okay, very good. That's a blast from the past. If you guys saw that, if you guys didn't know what I looked like in 2016, there you go. That's fantastic. But currently, now, after those great conversations about the press, a little bit of blast from the past, we're going to move into a little bit of celebrations. What we're celebrating, what we're looking forward to kind of thing. Uh, we started this uh, last time we spoke. So we'll continue it now. It'll be fantastic. We'll just run around the horn. Andy's to my right on my computer. So I'm just going to go to him first. Uh, unless you're not ready, you can pass it on to Jesse. But uh, no, I'll just, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, and hit you, it. I'll, I'll talk about my celebration last week in Vegas. That's nice. So we, we had this Vegas trip planned for, I don't know, 
probably eight, nine months uh, ever since I, I knew we were going to retire. Nice. And we knew that Cedro was going to be finishing up school soon. And it's kind of just a celebration trip for the two of us by okay. ourselves. Vegas is one of our uh, places that we just love to go and, and hang out and see shows and eat good food and nice. people watch and whatever, hang by the pool. And that's what exactly. we did last week. It, it was a blast. And probably one of the funnest parts was we went to and, and saw Tape Face, uh, the guy that was on America's Got Talent. Yeah, it, it was a great show. He's hilarious. He's very interactive. I didn't think he would be so interactive with the audience. Every skit, he pulled somebody up. Oh, and nice. he actually, on the oh, very man. last skit, pulled Cedra up. <laughs> she, she, she was avoiding eye contact as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. And he grabbed her. <laughs> and, yeah, did some funny stuff up there, but ended up making, um, making a rose out of electrical tape for her it was really cool nice. and i was like obviously he saved the most beautiful woman in the room for last and it was awesome it, it, it was fun awesome. yeah nice. unforgettable that's killer that's so awesome that's so awesome well congratulations to the both of you and that uh, nice celebration week and that yeah i bet that trip was was fun i saw the pictures loved it i love vegas as well it's it's a great it's a great place it, and it's so nice because it's so close mm-hmm Jesse, how about you? What are you celebrating? You know, I'm still going off of like Saturday was our first day of freedom out of like being at home for 10 days. And, you know, Kevin and I, because we're vaccinated, we didn't have to stay at home. But, um, you know, my coaching schedule changed a little bit because the kids couldn't go with me. Um, so I was we were at home a lot. So um, it feels good to like leave the house i'm still celebrating that and i'm celebrating we are almost done with a house project we've been moving our gardens from our backyard to our front yard so we mm. have i like hundreds of wagon fulls of dirt unloading a garden digging down removing these big steel four by four boxes um and then moving the dirt back into them so I have felt very Bob the Builder-ish. I have fixed the sprinkler <laughs> system. So um, talk like about functional fitness. That yeah, that's some grunt work. Seriously. Also, people always say when like sandbags over the shoulders. We did those the other day and people are like, when am I ever going to do this? <laughs> Let me tell you, when you're like almost out of dirt, but it starts raining and it's on a tarp and you're like, I just want to get this off my driveway. <laughs> you wad it up into a tiny little ball and you should see me. I was like tying up the tarp, lifting my, get my hands under it, like getting under it, cleaned it, tossed it over my shoulder into the wagon. And I was like, this is when you do sandbags over the shoulder people. Like <laughs> I would have never known how to do that had it not been for doing that in the gym. I've been like, how, like I just have to like scoop it with my hands because it's not like you know when there's just a little bit of sand left or dirt, but it wasn't like I had to get it off in a hurry because it was starting to rain. That's yep. awesome, Casey. Nice. Let's talk about your celebration because I feel like Casey has been looking forward to this moment <laughs> for years, but also maybe this moment of like telling the world. Or the people that listen to this podcast. The tens of what listeners. What was the best moment of the last like 10 days of your life? Uh, so I have taken ownership of a sprinter van 
four by four featured whoop 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 and i now have the opportunity to build out this blank canvas into whatever i want to do with it and i am beyond excited i'm not gonna lie it keeps me up at night sometimes thinking <laughs> of all the options that i can do with this and i don't want to do it wrong but i want to do it right but i want to get it done all of these things encompass into one and that's what i think about consistently at work <laughs> away from work i talk to shelby about it all the time she's probably sick and tired of hearing about it she's going to hear about it on here and be sick and tired of it but yes i got a van and opposite to what you all think and what andy said I, i'm not going to go the down the, clip. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to go live down the down by the river <laughs> It just might be in back of the in back of the gym. I can live in the back of the gym, and I'll shower at the gym. It'll be great. You're gonna live um, at the ski resort. Is what you're gonna do? For years, exactly. <laughs> maybe one time this Oregon. winter. Maybe one time this winter we'll uh. Well, maybe I'll do a podcast from inside the van. It'll be great. <laughs> maybe a little. But that's what I'm celebrating. It'll be. That's awesome. It'll be fun uh i yeah we'll see what uh we'll see what happens with it um there's plenty of plans all around in my head i have them written down in excel it's i've done i've tried to do like blueprints for it it's uh yeah it's it's a fun little time it's a stressful thing but i try not to be super stressed about it because i know i have all the time in the world to do something with it so it, it runs and drives and shelby and i have driven it around already and it's it's comfortable we sit higher than most lifted trucks and so it's hilarious looking over the top of lifted trucks. I'm like, what? You guys think you're big, but look where I'm sitting. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it is a cool, oh, it's a man. cool van. I'm excited about it. It's very, it's very good. It's a nice uh, stepping stone to something that I've been looking for and yeah, talking about forever. I think we've been talking about this thing for like three years. So finally been able to find one. So it's, it's good. It's good. I'm excited. Oh man. Congrats. But yeah. The celebrations for everybody. Check that box mark. Ah, done with that. Very good. Uh well guys, I'm gonna close it out now. Fantastic communication this evening. That was a great podcast. Um but uh here we go. We'll uh you know, like we say every week, everybody out there, like, subscribe comment give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed us if you didn't i'd really prefer you not give us a one-star rating but if you do leave a comment why and we'll try to make it better i don't know <laughs> but i hope you all enjoyed listeners out there uh, share this with your friends um you can find us uh rc uh, rc fit athletes page if you're part of the gym and not part of the athletes page join and then uh, RC Fit on Instagram. Find us there. We post uh, frequently of the classes. I saw um, kind of what we're talking about. Uh, Graham uh, Graham's going to be doing yoga. I saw him working out on the Instagram page. I hadn't seen him work out on the Instagram page for a while, so that was fun to see him there. Shout out to Graham. But uh, that's a, another little thing we can all celebrate together, uh, mobility in November. So that'll be fun when that starts up. I know uh, when I'm in town, I'm going to go – uh, to that more details to come on that later but uh all my friends out there listening thank you very much for uh 
going through this journey with us. And like we always say, stay healthy, my friends. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>